Did you know that offensive linemen in football are so forgetful that they sometimes have to hear the snap count three different times? But before we laugh too much about their forgetfulness, what about our own forgetfulness? How do we remember what's most important in life? And why are we so forgetful? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson. We are joined once again by Luke Heaton. He was off last week. My dad, Dean Johnson, did a great job filling in here in studio, and so hopefully you enjoyed that podcast. And today, Luke is back on the episode today. We are unpacking a story or kind of a a, a revelation that J.J. Watt shared on the Dan Patrick show about the the lack of remembering (laughs) or the forgetfulness of offensive linemen and and how this parallels life and and our own spiritual forgetfulness. And so there's a lot here. This is going to be a fun one. And uh, and thanks thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, For those of you watching on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, uh, great to see you. Uh, Actually, I can't see you, but you can see me. So uh, glad to be with you today. And for everybody that listens on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere else uh, podcasts are found, uh, thank you. Uh, You can always email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Visit our website, unpackingit.com. Sign up for the weekday email devotional. It goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, The same topics that we talk about here on the show are in written form delivered to your email inbox. So check that out, unpackingit.com. Also want to mention just a few things today that we've got going on. Uh, First off, it's fantasy season. And so you'll see behind me, we've got the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. Uh, we, We do that weekly. But we also have fantasy leagues for you to join and compete against me and Luke and other members of the Unpacking It community. And so you can go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy and join a league today and would love to have you a part of that. And then also uh, that will include Fantasy Football Fellowship uh, membership. And and so uh, that's, that's part of that deal. But then also, if you don't want to play in our leagues, you've got enough of your own leagues going on, but you still want to have access to Fantasy Football Fellowship, go to that website, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. I want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK, and at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small-batch, artisan-roasted coffee. They don't roast until you actually place an order, so you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door. So, sugarcreekcoffee.com, use the promo code UNPACK. 
Last shout out today, our ministry partner, Uncommon. They've got a website, uncommon.org, and you can check out all of their great content for dads, leaders, husbands, and, and just some cool content to encourage you uh, in your own life. And so we appreciate uh, their ministry partnership uh, with us. So uncommon.org. So check that out today. All right. So we got a lot going on, but let's uh, let's say hello to Luke. You are back. Give us uh, one quick one quick highlight on uh, on your time away. Oh, San Diego was absolutely fantastic. My wife Madeline's first time to Cali. Nice. Um, the weather was a much needed break from the just awful weather here in Fort Worth. 110 degrees every day. Like I remember when we were landing, coming back from San Diego, the pilot, he's like, all right, we're about to start our descent into DFW. It has now cooled off to 96 degrees. It was 11 p.m. It's cooled off to 96 degrees. San Diego, 70 degrees. Got to play golf there one day. And it was fantastic. So really, uh, really good, really good trip. And with uh, two of our close friends. Awesome, man. Well, we missed you here, but, uh, but glad to have you back. And, and so today we'll, we'll talk a little football. We're, we're not, we're not breaking down the preseason just yet, but we'll, uh, we maybe get there in, in a couple of weeks. And then of course the regular season is, is starting up uh, college football, NFL. And so we will have plenty of great content now that football season is up and running and, and hopefully everybody enjoyed the, the summer series that we did about, about sports movies. So if you missed any of those podcasts, you can check those out. Those are pretty timeless uh, to go enjoy and listen to. So today I want to talk about an interview that I heard. It was J.J. Watt, who, of course, you know, great NFL career, just retired, wrapped things up, played in Houston and Arizona. And now he's joining CBS Sports, uh, which I would say that they need some help on their uh, – <laughs> Their 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 uh, analyst side of things. I, I like Boomer Esiason, but like Phil Sims kind of wears me out. Bill Cower, eh. so JJ Watt's going to be part of that team. But anyway, he was on the Dan Patrick Show, and and so I, I caught this part of the conversation. I just found it fascinating, and and so the conversation started with Dan asking, "Hey, did you ever know a quarterback's tell, and and you know being able to as a defender." know what the snap count was or know kind of, you know, what the, the play was going to be that, that sort of thing. And so JJ got into this conversation about how he would be able to hear what the snap count was based on the offensive lineman communicating the code word multiple times, hmm. or maybe even the quarterback would have to do it as well. But, but here's the thing. So as fans, we realize oftentimes, you know, team, the offense will, will huddle up and what happens in the huddle. Hey, here's the play he, on, on one, on two, ready, break, whatever. Mm -hmm. And of course we know the fast pace, you know, no huddle, all that kind of thing. But a lot of times teams are still huddling. So they tell the offensive line here, here we go on two. as they walk back to the line. This is JJ Watt explaining this. He would hear them go white, white, black, black, you know, whatever the code was meaning on two on one. And by the end of the game or early in the game, he'd be able to figure out, okay, it's on one, it's on two. Hmm. Not only did they mention it on the way to the line of scrimmage, JJ was like, no, they didn't even do it right before. They'd have <laughs> to mention it a third time. So they were getting third, like three different confirmations on what the snap count is. And, you know, you think, hey, you just heard it in the huddle. 
the, the play clock's only 45 seconds. And so between that 30 seconds or whatever of walking back, they're hearing it multiple times. And, and what's the, 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 the story here? They're forgetful. They're forgetful. And, and JJ explained how, hey, you get it because there's a lot going on. You know, a lot, lots on their mind. You're trying to think, you know, you're about to go up against J.J. Watt. So they're a little little nervous about that. Yet they kept forget, forgetting the, the snap count. And, mm. and so that allowed him as a defender to, to realize, okay, it's going to be on one, it's going to be on two. So hey, what, what's your initial reaction? Well, it reminds me of an awful youth football practice back in the day. So I, I grew up playing quarterback, and I was, you know, never very fast, decent quarterback. But boy, I could draw people off sides. I had a mean uh, on two snap count. So one practice, <laughs> our coach for 30 minutes, we just worked on going on two, going on one, silent count, because we our line kept jump or kept having false starts. And the amount of times where I would I would tell them the the they know this 30 minute drill we're going on two, they would still false start. And so it's not surprising that offensive linemen need to constantly remind themselves because in some of the biggest moments, you're thinking of a blocking. Am I going to, who am I blocking? Is it zone? Is it man? What's the play? When you hear that first hut, you go, even though it's on two, it, it's difficult. Uh. So it, it's funny that even pros, they get to the line. They're still reminding each other, hey, hey, it's on two, giving code words. So. It just makes yep. me flash back to that that awful practice because when we would get it wrong and then we'd have to run and we ran over and over again. That's funny. That's cool. No, that's that that's that's part of it. That's the reality. And so what what JJ was talking about is all right. Hey, these guys and you know talking about all oh, dumb football players. He then said, "I'm also a dumb football player myself, so I'm still jumping off sides at times. <laughs> so even though to your point." even though JJ knew what the snap count was going to be because he heard them say it multiple times, he still jumped off sides. So the same thing. So the offense, the defense, you forget, you get caught up in the moment. You're like, wait a second. What, what was the snap count? <laughs> and, and so that, that, that's kind of what, uh, you know, he said, and, and it jumped out to me. Um, and so before we jump into the parallel about this, I'm curious your thoughts on your perception of JJ Watt as a player. And now as an analyst, what, what have you thought about kind of his career and first yeah. ballot hall of famer? I, I Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. First ballot so. hall of famer. He's one of those guys where unfortunately, I mean, it's similar to Joe Thomas. First is going to be one, one of the greats, unfortunately played on one of the worst franchises in the NFL who can never get it going. I mean, he almost, he won, uh, he almost won MVP as a defensive lineman. I mean, he was defensive player of the year, I think, three times. There was one year where he had a pick six, fumble returns for touchdowns. So one of the best defensive players, one of the best NFL players we've ever seen. And off the field, what he's done, I remember when I was at A&M, Hurricane Harvey hit uh, Houston area, yep. and J.J. Watt single-handedly raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for Hurricane Harvey relief. So on the field, greatness. But off the field, even more greatness is in his community impact. So an absolute, an easy guy to root for. I'm curious what he'll be like on the broadcast. 
I can't remember ever hearing him in any type of broadcast-related situation. He's always given good answers in interviews, and I've enjoyed videos, his banter with his his brother talking X's and O's. But we'll see. I mean, do do we ever have big old linemen as a as a as a well? You figure how broadcast long analyst? How long forever as a defensive end on Fox? So he he might be the blueprint. Yeah. And I, I think I think JJ's got a good enough personality. He's interesting. I, I think I think he'll do a great job. I really do. He's he's well spoken. Just this interview that I heard him the other day, uh, with Dan Patrick. I, yeah, I think I think he'll be good. So I think he's I think he's a welcomed addition. Um, I, I think sometimes when guys just retire, there a lot of the players will get hired with the expectation. Oh, this guy's going to be. He's going to stir the pot. He's going to be, you know, this big personality. He's going to be awesome. And then they just fall flat. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when Tiki Barber came out, and sure. initially it just didn't land. He's now had a nice media career, but initially the, the expectations were too high. Uh, same thing with Richard Sherman. Like, I thought, oh, he's going to be, he's going to be unbelievable. He's been okay. He's on the Thursday night. Yeah, he's, he's, all he's, right. he's fine, but it's not, it's not it's the not level we thought. No. Yeah. So to me, JJ comes in. I think it's pretty reasonable, like what the expectations are for him, and I think he'll live up to him. I think he'll 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 be a good addition, a different perspective. He's likable. It'll be solid. Is he going to be like, oh, I got to hear what JJ said? Probably not. Yeah, but I don't think there's much pressure. That Whereas Jason Witten, I feel like there was oh, some pressure. Monday yes. Night Football, we yes. got a former Cowboy. Another, he's going to be incredible. Think of all his Great football example. knowledge. No one's fallen more flat. I mean, that whole crew, it was just an egregious error by ESPN. Uh, now he's back in coaching at the high school level, but that that was bad. I don't think there's that pressure on J.J. And J.J. is no. going to be much better than Jason Witten. <sighs> Poor Witten. That was rough. Oh, that was rough. Didn't he have, like, fake hair? He dyed his hair, yeah, too. He, it was, it was he like, miss after miss. Oh. Missing a lot of hair entered the booth with a lot of hair. And we're like, wait, wait, what? What are we doing? Like, no one's it's buying fine. that, Jason. Come on. And then it's when he, fine, but... when when the when the broadcast career ended, right back to bald. I was like, come oh. on. Yeah, that was that was a funny thing. Um, but yeah, like even Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith, I think there were high expectations on, on those guys. They didn't necessarily pan out. So, and I would, I would argue Tom Brady is probably going to be hyped. Like he could, he could never, live up to that contract that he signed never it's just outrageous yeah. that, that he's going to bring that kind of value and intrigue no. uh, i don't see it because again i love greg olson and i think he should be the guy at fox but anyway yeah, him and kevin him burkhart good, team. a really good team yeah him and burkhart yes yeah i agree so uh so anyway that was a quick uh quick side detour uh curious your thoughts but uh but anyway this this concept of forgetfulness and, you know, we're laughing about offensive linemen or even a defensive lineman, how, how quickly they can forget the snap count in just a short amount of time. And when we think about our own lives, first, just kind of day-to-day basic, what, what's your memory like? What's your forgetfulness like? When your wife asks you to do something, how forgetful are you? Uh, when you? When you meet somebody and they tell you their name, how forgetful are you? Uh, you know, are you, are you the type of person that's forgetful? Like, ah, I don't remember what I did last week. Is that the kind of memory that, that you have? And, and so Luke, just as far as uh day-to-day stuff, how, how's your, your memory? 
you're still yeah, a young guy. Uh... You, that, you can't use that excuse yet. I can't <laughs> really either. It's but I see it here and there. I in the day to day, being married has has shown me my lack of memory in numerous areas. Madeline is incredible at remembering to do things around the house that are her responsibilities. She takes care of them on time uh, and considers me in those. Uh, that's uh, an area I'm still seeking growth in is the things that are my responsibility around the house. I either forget to do them or forget to do them in a timely manner and doesn't make her feel very considered. Mm. So I, th that in the day to day, my, I easily get caught up in, you know, one entertainment or getting other tasks done that I feel like are more important. And these other things, uh, get forgotten quite easily. So that's right. Marriage has brought that out and showed me, okay, my, my memory is, uh, maybe not as great as I thought it was. <laughs> So for me, when it comes to sports, I find it fascinating that, that fans tend to lean one way or the other as far as what they remember about sports. So, you know, you have buddies that they, they remember the scores of games. They remember the stats of players like, oh, yeah, 2005, he rushed for 1,254 yards. You mm -hmm. know, that, that, oh, he caught 95 balls that year. So all that kind of thing. My, I'm not that guy. I'll often watch a game and someone will say, hey, what was the score of the game last night? I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember scores. It just it doesn't resonate. I don't focus on it. I don't think about it. And it, I, I watch the game, and then I'm, it's out. However, if you ask me, hey, what was the starting lineup for the Sacramento Kings in 2004? I could probably come close. You know names. Anytime, and your dad, too. Names. Anytime we've been in a sports conversation – reminiscing on older players you pull names out of thin air like how how do you know Crazy. the ninth guy off the bench from this team in that year it more than probably anyone i've ever met you and especially your dad <laughs> you guys remember names of players i like i've never seen before it's wild so i don't have to think much about it i just i don't you know it's just it just happens that's an easy thing for me to remember when it comes to stats and games and scores and even like specific plays that happened. I don't always remember those things, right? Like people will remember the Panthers Super Bowl and like, Oh yeah. I remember in the third, third quarter and Jake DeLone did this. I, I don't remember that, but I can name probably 40 of the players on that team hmm. just off the top of my head. So though that's the difference. So anyway, it just, it speaks to each of us have different bents when it comes to remembering and forgetfulness and what we value often is an indicator of what we remember and what we focus on and what we concentrate on. Some things are natural or easier than, than others. But the reality is when we do think about things and focus on things and try to remember, we're going to do a better job. Mm -hmm. And, and so the, the encouragement for us today is we, we parallel this to, to what's most important is how often you and I, and I am guilty of this as well, we will read scripture, we will spend time in God's word, and then an hour later, we've forgotten what we read. We will go to a church service on Sunday, we'll hear a great sermon, you get to lunch, oh, what, what, what did you think of the sermon, or what, what, what stood out to you? 
I don't remember, but it was good. And so why does this happen? Why are we so forgetful in, you know, when it comes to important things like that? And, and we'll, we'll read something in the inscription and go, man, that was awesome. So then why do we forget it? And we heard something, oh man, that was such a good point by the pastor today. And then we forget it. And so what I want to challenge us with today is we have to be willing to be intentional and thorough and diligent when it comes to remembering <laughs> what's most important and, 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 and being a little bit more strategic in our memory. Because I think it's easy to just say, ah, I'm just so forgetful. Ah, I'm, I'm old. I've, ah, I don't have a good memory anymore. No, no, no. We remember what, what's important to us. We remember mm -hmm. when, we, when we actually care and we try to do things and try to remember. Um, and, and we teach ourselves you know, how to remember. And so a few of the words that just kind of came out as I'm, as I was thinking about this and, and studying God's word, it's okay. Are we willing to meditate on God's scripture, on God's word on scripture? Are we willing to unpack, which is what we do on this show? Like look at it and, and analyze and, and study it and, and look at different perspectives and do some research. And, and then, you know, what does it look like to, uh, yeah, just reflect and marinate. I like I like that word marinate on, on scripture. There's a pastor Derwin Gray who says you can marinate on that. Um, and so, are we marinating it, soaking in? And 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 so I'll, I'll pause there. Luke, your just kind of initial thoughts on on the the spiritual forgetfulness that that oftentimes we uh, we struggle with. Yeah, I think it's just what we really immerse ourselves in. Like there's the, there's this some narrative that. You know, football player, especially in high school, all oh, football players, those dumb jocks. No, they're geniuses in regards to memorizing playbooks. That's learning another language, that's right? But that's what they're immersed in. That's and, right. You know, the stereotype of some football players just don't have it in the classroom. They must be dumb. No, no. They are incredible with memory and retaining things that they're immersed in. I think of. <laughs> An old clip of John Gruden trying to tell Chris Sims a play is like Spider Two, Y Banana, this, 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 and this. And if you've seen the new uh, quarterback series on Netflix, some of these play calls are oh. ridiculous. It's fifteen words <clears throat> all over the place. But these football players, they are immersed in the playbook day in, day out, living, breathing it, so it sticks. Sports fans too. We're not just dumb sports fans. When you talk to a, a committed sports fan and they're pulling stats out of thin air, players' names, they know what happened in this game, they know what that player's tendency is, it's because they're immersed in it. Mm. We're just not immersed in God's word like we are in sports. Like I'm going to watch a lot of the Mavericks games this season. I'm going to wake up a lot of Saturday mornings. I'm going to watch Chelsea play English Premier League soccer, and I'm going to know what players do, what their stats are, how they played against this team, how they played against that team, injuries, because I'm immersed in it. I am immersed in following my teams and watching my favorite sports. But can the same be said about God's word? Even mm. if something is profound, mm. we forget it because we're not going back to it and continuing to immerse ourselves. I watch a great Mavericks game, a great performance from Luca. Well, I'm going to watch another one two nights from now. I'm going to watch another one two nights from now. But can the same thing be said about reading something profound, being encouraged by God's word? Am I going to do that again and again and again? 
that's when it starts to stick. If we're meditating, uh, memorizing Scripture, meditating on Scripture, and immersing ourselves in it, no matter how profound it is, it's not going to stick if we don't keep going back and back and back and back like we do for for sports. That's right. And and going back to this this parallel, you know, they hear the, the offensive line, they hear the snap count in the huddle. But are they focused? Are they are they concentrating? Are they valuing it? And and then what do they need? They need reminders. And so they get two more re- reminders b- before the the snap count happens. And so on one end it's like come on, you got to remember but then the other part of it too is you need reminders and, and you're going to forget and you're going to get caught up in stuff. And so in our own lives, you know, we, we, we want to build in reminders and, and we want to, you know, study God's word, meditate on God's word, and then remind ourselves of what was read. Mm-hmm. And so what are we doing in our lives? Are we, are we taking notes? Are we making notes on our phone? Are, are we going back to the, the revelation, the, the, Wow, that was powerful. Man, that God really spoke to me there. Are we going back to that? Or are we just going, oh man, that was awesome? And then moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because if we just move on to the next thing and we just you know hurry off to the, the, the line of scrimmage, no, we need those reminders because we are going to forget. And other stuff's coming at us all the time and filling our minds, and our, our minds are always inundated with so many other things. And yeah. so we have to, to to remind ourselves of God's truth and remind ourselves of what he has said to us mm-hmm. and remind us, uh, remind ourselves of, of what he's calling us to and, and what obedience looks like. And so it's not just hearing things or reading things and saying, Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I believe that, which yes, we believe it. And then, all right, let's be reminded. Let's, let's take it the, yeah. the next step further. But then are you reminding others too? That's right. That's a, a great way for something to stick is when you actually share it with someone else Yes. If you go to a baseball game for the first time, and this, uh, and it, there's two outs, and you're hearing every player in the infield and outfield tell each other there's two outs. There's two outs. Two there's outs. two outs. That's right. What are Great they doing? Example. These are these are grown people telling each other there's two outs over and over again. Why are they doing that? I might know there's two outs, but I'm going to tell my teammates multiple times, and that's going to help me know it even more. When offensive linemen go into the line of scrimmage, they're telling each other the snap count. And by telling it to someone else, that's reminding you even more. Are we talking about any of the truth we're reading in God's Word to anyone? Mm. Even if we're memorizing, when we're actually communicating that to someone else, that further ingrains it into our memories. Not even in a formal teaching setting, just conversationally. When I talk about an incredible moment, from Luca or from an incredible touchdown uh, catch from CD Lamb, and I'm telling someone about that, that's it's in my memory even more because now I have right. the memory of actually telling someone that and their reaction mm-hmm. about it and getting to retell what I saw or read. So I, that's a hu- another huge element of actually remembering is retelling any people the profound things we're reading. That's right. So on, on one end, I was wrestling with this a little bit in, in how we communicate this, because on one end, I think we need to push against spiritual forgetfulness. And it's like, come on, we got to we got to we got to be better about it, which I, I believe is true. The other part of it is we are going to struggle and we need reminders. And, and so I've, I've said this before, but I, I meet with my mentor, Calvin, every month. 
And oftentimes we have a similar conversation and he has to remind me every month, keep surrendering, keep trusting. And, and some of the, you know, the same stuff that I, that I, that I wrestle with in my life, he's got to remind me of, of truth and remind me of, I remember last time we talked about this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. I can't believe you have to tell me again, <laughs> but we are, we're, we're a dumb football player, so to speak. Right. And we have to be reminded of the snap count over and over. I mean, how many times has somebody told me that God loves me, but sometimes I forget, you know, in, 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 a, in, a, in a certain way, you know, it's like, no, God loves you. All right, I got to be reminded today. And we talk about reminding ourselves of the gospel. Even mm-hmm. though we've heard the gospel, we know the gospel, we believe the gospel, we got to remind ourselves of the power and the truth of the gospel yeah. and that it changes our life. It has changed our life. It continues to change our life and it changes the life of others. And so those are the types of things. Hey, we got to embrace the reminders and, and, and not beat ourselves up necessarily, but also, you know, let's work on that spiritual forgetfulness, yeah. spiritual forgetfulness too, from the standpoint of, Let's actually care about what we're reading and what we're learning and, and actually mm-hmm. take notes when, when the, the, the pastor is preaching or take notes as we're studying God's word in the morning that, that will help us be reminded mm-hmm. again later no, it's, on. It's, yeah, battling the tension of understanding I'm in a fallen world, I'm still battling sin, I'm going to struggle to remember uh, in this context— truth that God's revealed in his word, but also I'm going to make every effort to retain and remember, but not condemn myself when I don't. I mean, my mentor has been (laughs) telling me this, uh, this over and over again on the gospel isn't just something that is, that we preach or is preached to you to be saved, but it's also how you grow in Christ. And having the gospel proclaimed and preached to you over and over and over again. It's not just how you're saved, but it's also how you continue to grow in Christ on remembering what the gospel means for my life now, what the gospel means for my life tomorrow, how it encourages me now, over and over and over again. We must, like, we don't just read the Bible once, all right, I'm good. No, back to it again and again and again, because we're also hearing lies in in this fallen world again and again and again and again. We're hearing those all the time. Sometimes we're feeding them to ourselves. Mm. We, ha- we have to counteract that with feeding ourselves truth again and again and again and again, and then not Amen. condemn ourselves when we forget, but still make every effort to remember. It's, it, again, navigating one of the, one of the many tensions of a Christian. Yep, and I want to talk about the, the help that we have in that, too. Uh, but I also want to make this point because oftentimes we'll read something, especially when it comes to you know, sin and, and the life that we're called to as we follow Jesus, that we don't just read it and then not do it, right? We read it and then we do it and we obey. And so this is talked about in James 1, 22 through 25, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. We study God's word, we read God's word, we hear God's word, and we do it, and we obey. And so 
That's an important message for us today. And then uh, along those lines, too, that we don't have to try to obey in our own strength. We don't have to try to remember in our own strength either. And, and, and this continues to, we go back to this, that we, we as followers of Jesus, we don't have to operate in our own ability, in our own strength. We, we rely on the Holy Spirit. We rely on Christ within us. And so Jesus told his disciples before he went to, to heaven, John 14, 26 says, well, Jesus speaking, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is working in us while we read scripture. And then even as day to day, when things pop up and, and temptation comes and decisions need to be made and we are, the Holy Spirit reminds our hearts, reminds our mind of truth and what we've read and what we've heard and, and, and what God has shown us and what God has revealed to us. And he reminds us of God's faithfulness. He reminds us of the gospel, reminds us of God's love, reminds us of God's grace. But we have to listen. And we've got to, we've got to yield to the Holy Spirit. We've got to you know, remain in that type of uh, you know, posture uh, as well. Uh, but the Holy Spirit's moving and working and, and reminding. And so thankfully, we have that advocate, that helper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, just like the song lyrics, prone to wander, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. absolutely true that we, we are a new creation, but we're still battling the influence of our former self, living in a sinful world. And that, that takes effort on our end, not effort to earn favor with God. We have a new identity as a son of God or a daughter of God. If we've repented of our sin and placed our faith in Jesus, his life, death, resurrection on our behalf. But there's we still, it's a daily battle to to put on the new self, to live in that reality, mm. to believe and trust in this new identity God has given us by his grace. But are we going to believe it? Are we going to remember it? Mm. That's what, again, my mentor has been really uh, encouraging me and exhorting me is reminding me over and over again what my identity is because I am prone to wander from it, prone to want to perform for God's favor to want to perform uh, in order for God to love me. Uh, I'm prone to want to chase the approval of man and my reputation among people rather than resting in how God views me. I'm probably going to wrestle this for the rest of my life, even though I am a new creation. But it's, are people going to remind me and encourage me and exhort me? Am I going to go to God's word to remind me and encourage me and exhort me? Am I going to listen to the Holy Spirit who's doing the same thing? Um, because again, we are we are prone to wander in a fallen world and the influence of our of our our flesh. So to wrap it up, how do we you know work on our spiritual forgetfulness? Well, again, it takes intentionality, and and we really have to listen and study and concentrate and focus and reflect and meditate, and marinate, and memorize, and unpack. Those are the actions that, that, that we take. And then we trust the Holy Spirit to remind us, to teach us, to show us, to reveal. And, and, and we've got we've to be diligent in going to God's Word. We can't know God's Word <laughs> unless we go to God's Word, right? So we, we've got to be serious about it and, and not just, oh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not a big reader. Well, listen to it. 
you know, figure it out, figure out a way to get God's word in your mind and heart so that the Holy Spirit can move in amazing ways. And, and that, that then we know the truth and then we live in that truth and we obey what we've, what we've read and what we've heard and what we know uh, to be true. And, and so uh, when we do that, we can be like the psalmist. It says in Psalm 119, verse 11, 15, and 16, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then later, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statues. I will not forget your word. And so do we care that, like, are we, are we confident in that? I will not forget your word. I don't want to forget your word. I want to know it. I want, to, I want it to be in me. We got to take that seriously. You know, we, oh, I want to remember, I got to remember all the, all the stuff for my fantasy drafts, right? <laughs> I'm consuming all this content for all my fantasy drafts. But am I, am I putting that same type of study and effort and diligence into knowing God's word? Mm-hmm. Not just to know it for a test or, you know, whatever. No, it's to know it so that our lives are changed, so that we know the truth and so that we live in a way that God wants us to live and calls us to live. And it's the best way to live. Mm-hmm. He's given us that in his word. He's shown us. And so he wants to empower us and show us we've got to take his word seriously and truly believe it and, and, and value it in, in such a way that we're hungry to know and to study and to learn and to live it out and to not be forgetful and to build in those reminders, right? We got to build in those reminders in our lives so that we can go back and go, oh yeah, I read that. That was awesome. I don't want to forget that. Mm-hmm. Don't want to forget that. So we have to memorize, get the memorized stuff. Too. Which is just practically application. Just pick one verse to memorize this week. Like yeah. when, when, when NFL players have to memorize the playbook, it's because when they're in the middle of the game, they don't have the luxury of being able to go to the sideline, look through the playbook, remind themselves of the route tree. No, quarterback, they get, they get the play from the sideline and they tell their teammates in the huddle, no, they, they better have that memorized. And for us, I think you know, the, the amazing thing of technology that we have now is we have access whenever we want and wherever we want to, to the scriptures. In, in the Middle Ages and earlier, the, the circulation of the scriptures was rare. People were illiterate. They couldn't even read. But we, we take that for granted. It's like, oh, no, I could pull it up on my phone whenever I want to. I don't need to memorize this stuff. No, you do. When you're in your day-to-day and something happens to you, what comes to mind first? Lies, selfish ambition, sin, or memorized scripture that is, that is on your mind and, and is, is making its way to your heart. You know, we want to actually memorize practically because we're immersing ourselves in scripture, or even as a spiritual discipline, choosing verses each week to memorize so that that comes up in the day-to-day. Where we don't have to, oh man, I, I, bet, I better pull this up. I have no idea what God's word says. We have that luxury, but what, what comes to mind first when we're in the grind, when we're being tempted, yeah. when we're experiencing a difficult hour of the day, if we're in pain, grieving, all these things, what's actually on our mind? What's going to come up first? That's right. So when, when anger bubbles up, when sadness, discouragement, frustration bubbles up, we have verses to respond, and that's the Holy Spirit you know, working in us, reminding us of those verses. And you get in a fight with your wife, and, and then you're reminded of the verse, don't let the, the, the sun go down on your anger. And you know, those things, and then they pop, and they go, all right, I got to deal with this now. I got I to make sure we're good. Mm-hmm. And so 
but we've got to know scripture and we got to study it. And so um, that's the encouragement for us today. It's encouragement to me, to Luke, and to, uh, to you as a listener. And so we'd love to know, hey, how have you grown in this area? How have you become better at your, your spiritual remembering versus uh, spiritual forgetfulness and, and taking it seriously uh, to, to be diligent? So I uh, hope you're encouraged and challenged today. Uh, man, great to be with you. What, what a good topic. And uh, man, we'll be back, Lord willing, next week. Uh, for Luke, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.